Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Hey there, Christy Lee here. I have a question for you. Is having staff and people management the number one pain point in your business? Perhaps you've thought to yourself things like, why don't they think like me? Am I bad at this whole leadership and management thing? How hard is it to find good people? Or I don't have time for this. I may as well just do it all myself. Or perhaps you just know that deep down without you, your business simply can't function properly. Managing people can be hard, stressful, time-consuming, and energy-draining. Add into that the complexities of the legislation, being compliant, and staying out of trouble with the Fair Work Commission, it's no wonder that HR can be such a headache. Having the right team of people is the only way you can build a business which is successful, but also gives you any sense of freedom, i.e. having your nights and weekends back. The good news is that whilst HR, hiring, managing and employing people does require some detail, it actually doesn't need to be difficult. You just require a few key things. You need to be able to make great decisions about your people. You need to have a plan, a clear structure and a plan in place to get you there. Of course, you need to hire the right people, the right role, at the right time. And you've got to have some, you know, policies and things in place to protect your business. Of course, you need to motivate and engage your staff. And ultimately, you do need to know how to exit someone when the time is actually right to do that. And all of this is really achievable. As a savvy business owner, you've got all the skills and resources to make this happen. But maybe you'd rather save yourself some time, take the pressure off, get expert help, and have the support to know that you're getting it right. Maybe some help to take the headache out of HR. And that's where people-powered HR comes in. You'll have expert HR advice at your fingertips 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year, without the price tag of a hefty consultancy service. Think of people-powered HR as your one-stop shop for advice, support, knowledge and resources for anything to do with your people, all for less than $25 a week. I've got some exciting news. People-powered HR is currently welcoming new members for the final week in March. We are open and welcoming new businesses into our community. This is the go-to place for anything to do with your people. If you employ staff in your business, but you aren't large enough to want or need an internal HR manager, you can check out all the details right now over at peopleposteredbusiness.com.au forward slash HR. Can't wait to see you inside People Powered HR. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. 
Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 106 of the People Powered Business Podcast. How has your week been since our last episode? I hope you've been having a fabulous week. I'm certainly glad to see that the rain has eased in Australia um, and things are getting back to normal. But I hope wherever you are at and whatever you're up to, you're having an amazing week. On this week's episode of the podcast, we are chatting about a really interesting topic, Chatting to business owners recently, one sort of constant underlying theme that has raised its head has been a lack of control over what's happening with their people and in their business. I've been chatting to business owners and managers of small to medium-sized business teams who have this sort of sense of trying to grapple control back and feeling like in an effort to try and keep everyone happy and to give their team autonomy and to really try and look after their people quite often, they've sort of lost control of things over time. And when that happens, someone is in control and it's not us. And that means it's usually our teams. And so today I would thought on the podcast, I would share with you three easy ways to get in control of your HR. So whether you're feeling overwhelmed by the legislation, whether you feel like maybe you've handed control over to your team or maybe a couple of key team members and you're not sure how to sort of get it back in the nicest possible way without, you know, deflating them or in any way offending them. Um, But Or, you know, you might find yourself in a situation where you sort of have just been sticking your head in the sand and hoping everything's okay and have realized that maybe you do need to take some action. So that's what we're going to chat about today, three easy ways to get in control of your HR. Now, first things first, when we say HR, what are we actually talking about? Because I know we all, we all use the term, but do we all know what it actually is? I guess we should unpack that first. Look, when you're in business and you've got a team, anything to do with those people is really HR. Yes, the technical term is human resources and, you know, you'll see all different weird and wonderful terms for it. Um, They get more and more creative. But, you know, people in culture, all of those things, yes, they are the terms for it. But really, in its essence, It's just about the people in your business, whether it's hiring people, whether it's managing them, whether it's setting up policies or creating rules or procedures, exiting, team dynamics, culture, performance reviews, anything when it comes to your team is HR. What you're paying them, how much should I pay them, how much do I need to pay them, how many hours can they work? There's a lot. We could could list a gazillion questions, couldn't we? Any of that is HR. And I really have a firm belief that HR needs to be detailed, but should not be difficult. When I studied my master's in human resources management, a little while back now, (laughs) one thing I really quickly learnt, because I love working with smaller businesses, I have always loved working with smaller businesses. My favourite clients in my early recruitment career were not the big corporates that I got to work with. And, you know, I had the pleasure of working with companies like Microsoft and Philips and integral energy and some really, you know, very large businesses. But my favorite businesses to work with were the smaller guys, the guys that might have had 
20, 30, 50 staff, because you know what? People actually like working with them more. But in a smaller business, we don't have a HR team. We don't need one. Until you've got about 50 staff, you don't need a HR manager. And if you've got an office manager that you're getting to do HR, I would suggest that's a little unfair on them because it is an area of expertise and you can't just lump it in someone's job description and hope for the best. But I think there's this perception that HR is hard. It's, it's difficult. It's, there's a headache involved there. But it really, really doesn't need to be. And when you take control of things, you take the headache out of it. We had a really great example of this recently uh, inside our membership community, People Powered HR, when one of our members, Lauren, who's actually been interviewed here on the podcast before, she shared with us this desire to start to do performance reviews with her team. And she actually admitted that she'd effectively been sticking her head in the sand for years. Now, Lauren's a very, very successful business owner. She's been in business definitely more than 10 years. I can't give you the exact figure. I think it's 12 or 13. So, and, and runs a super successful digital marketing agency. And she's had teams of, you know, 10 plus staff and sort of sits around that 10 staff mark. And she said, I've been avoiding doing performance reviews, even though my team are asking me to do them because it seemed hard. It was one more thing on her to-do list. And she's a busy entrepreneur. She's got a lot going on. And she was also worried about sort of opening a can of worms, if you like, where if she does a performance review, are they going to ask for a pay rise because she didn't have the budget to give everyone a pay rise? Or are they going to say things that I don't know how to answer? Or are they going to ask for something that I don't think I can give them? And she was worried about all of those things. I don't know about you, but I think when we're first starting on this journey of doing some of these things with our team, because let's face it, none of us got in business because we're HR managers. We got in business because we love what we do, right? We have these worries about what if, or am I just going to open the Pandora's box and it's all going to be too hard and then I can't sort of squeeze it all back in. She knew she needed to do it, but it felt difficult. But once we shared with her the exact process she needed to follow and she got her documents and her templates inside our membership resource portal, she actually, first of all, she actually took action and did the reviews. That's very important. But she actually had this revelation that doing the reviews, firstly, it didn't bring up any of the concerns that she was worried it would and and she had you know structure in place for how to answer those if, if they did come up we had worked through all of that but what she found was that actually by doing the thing that she thought was hard firstly wasn't that hard secondly had huge benefits in getting clarity about where her team was at where she needed to focus them and the information they needed to set themselves up for success for the year ahead so not only was it not as difficult as what she thought it was a massive benefit to her. So I think when we think about getting control of HR, it's removing from our own mindset the fact that this is going to be hard work. I was chatting to my 11-year-old daughter yesterday about school and she every question was, oh yeah, but that's too hard. That's too hard. And she's not silly. And when she applies herself, she's competent to say the least at school. But Everything, everything that's new feels hard, right? So, of course, for her, because she hates running, doing the cross-country next week, <laughs> oh, it's going to be hard. Yeah, but until you do it, it's never going to be easy. So it's kind of a rip off the band and get it done kind of thing. So it's moving our own mindset from this is going to be hard to this is just new and everything new 
maybe a little bit tricky at first, but once you get the structure that you need and you get the advice that you need, it becomes really, really easy. As I mentioned, chatting to business owners recently, one thing I've noticed is that when they're feeling out of control, this usually means there's someone else in control. (laughs) And I guess if it's not you, it's them, right? If you're not in control of what's happening with your people in your business, then someone else in your business is. And let's be real, this is your business. You should be in control of this. And that, and when I say in control, that doesn't mean being bossy or mean or an authoritarian, any of those things. It just means that you are leading the way, that you're in charge. So think about the potential ramifications if someone else is in control here. Will things go in the direction that you actually want them to? Is there a risk of people looking at that person as the leader and not you as the leader? Is there you know, potential issues with, you know, gossiping, toxic culture, all of those kind of things starting to run rabble because is someone other than the business owner or the person that is designated as the manager or leader of people in the business is not in control, if someone else is in control, then things are not going to go in the right direction. So whilst it may feel a little scary and outside of our comfort zones for many of us, we don't love the people stuff in our business and it's not that we don't like people having to manage them having to lead them having to put boundaries in place and set rules and then you know bring people up when they're not following the rules that is not our natural comfort zone I totally get it but if you're not in control in your business of your people and your HR just have a think about who is and it might change your mind about getting back in control so what are these three easy ways that we can get in control of our HR in our business. Okay, let's run through them. I'll run through them and then we'll go through them in some detail. The first one is to actively create and cultivate culture in your business, and we'll come back to that in a moment. The second is to get expert advice when you need it. And the third one is to make sure you are across your compliance requirements. So, Let's firstly look at actively creating and cultivating culture. And we've had a culture specialist here on the podcast before, Sarah Williams. It was a wonderful interview. But here's why this is important. If you want to be in control of your HR, this is as much about creating the environment that you want your workplace to be as it is about any of the compliance stuff. You need to create the space for culture and you need to direct what the culture is going to be. Now, why is this important? Teams with a strong culture, businesses with a strong culture, show that they have, in in research and in studies, really high levels of employee engagement. And these are stats I've shared with you here on the podcast before. And that is that engagement increases, uh, engagement increases productivity, I should say, by 17%. So you get 17% more productivity when you've got an engaged team. And when you have a strong culture, you get an engaged team. So it's like a domino effect. You create the culture, people love working there, they become engaged, you get better productivity. The even better part is, on the back of that productivity, studies show us, and these are studies from Gallup, that that increase in productivity directly translates to a 21% increase in bottom line profitability. Now, we didn't get in business not to make money. (laughs) I know I got in business to make money, and I'm sure you did as well. So if you could see a 20 plus percent increase in your bottom line results by creating the culture that engages people and drives productivity, 
would you do it? <laughs> of course you would. It's one of the simplest things you can do. Creating a culture is about creating a sense of belonging, somewhere that people want to come to work. And there's lots of different ways that you can do this. This is about having a common language, about having a feeling of I'm with my people, people wanting to – and this doesn't mean that work is, you know, the dominant force in their life. Of course, people still have their social lives and their family lives and all of that – but when they are at work, that they feel like they are a part of something bigger than themselves. I remember growing up um, with, so growing up, my grandfather was a timber pattern maker. Now, that's a term we don't hear these days. It's a little bit of a lost art, I believe. But effectively, he made things out of timber. He owned his own business. So the entrepreneurial spirit started uh, way up the, the family tree. And he had a team of people working for him. Now, if you grew up in New South Wales and went to a public school in the 70s and 80s, I think they were the main sort of timeframes, you'll recall before the days of smartboards and whiteboards that we used to use chalkboards at school. Remember those blackboards? And you might recall if you went to a public school during that period of time that the teachers would use timber products to draw things on the on the blackboard so uh, there'd be a meter ruler with a nice curved handle so the teacher could hold it up against the blackboard to draw straight lines you know the compass and protractor to draw circles to demonstrate mathematical things or to uh, create lesson plans on the blackboard you might remember those meter rulers with the curved handle that the teacher would hold up they were made by my grandfather's business each and every one of them and I remember going to his factory as a young child, playing in sawdust, getting into the biscuit tin, all the things that we do as kids. But a memory that stands out to me the most is the people that he had in his business. They loved working there. They worked their backsides off. They had a huge production schedule. And my grandfather was very convictingly, I don't even think that's the right word, fighting against the uh, rising of things being outsourced to overseas producers where things could be made much cheaper than we could in Australia. He was fighting to hold on to the contracts, very successfully winning a fight against the government on that. So they were busy, right? They were flat out. This was not a workplace that was not, you know, full steam ahead in production, but they were having a laugh. There was a culture. There was an expectation of precision work. It was very important to my grandfather that things were done right the first time. <laughs> And his team respected that. He had set clear boundaries. He had created a culture of people who wanted to work for him, his tribe. He was a very quiet man. He spoke when he had something to say and when he had something to say, you listened. But he created a culture of people that wanted to work for him. Those guys probably would have walked over hot coals for him, to be fair. And I remember the vibe in that factory, the vibe of people loving their work of having uh, pride in their workmanship and really wanting to work in this business. You don't create that culture by accident. That is intentional. So you've got to actively work to create culture. And it's really about showing through behaviors and examples, this is how we do things around here. So that's one of the key ways to take control back of your HR is for you to actively set the culture. You're going to create an environment where, firstly, you like to go to work, which is very important, but also people that want to work in the same way that you want them to work. So that's number one. The second easy way to get in control of your HR is to get expert advice when you need it. Now, question, 
unless you are a mechanic, do you service your own car? Do you do your own haircut? <laughs> Would you do your own tax if you're not a tax agent? I bet you answered no to all of those things. Yet for some reason, as business owners, we think we have to take on tasks that are not in our zone of genius. And HR happens to be one of them. I think marketing and website is also falls into the same category sometimes that we really should just leave it alone and get some expert help, right? This is an area that is unique in expertise. You are not meant to know this inside out, upside down. And so therefore, just like when you're considering making a purchase of anything that you don't have expertise in or you're, you're navigating through something like building a new website that you don't have expertise in, you get expert advice. That doesn't mean you're getting someone to do it for you necessarily, but you're seeking advice and information. And HR is no different. If you want to get in control of your HR, have some expert advice that you can seek, you can sort when you need it. As I said, that doesn't mean you need to hire someone. It doesn't mean you need to outsource the entire kit and caboodle, but it does mean that you need to have a go-to place to get your information, to make sure that you're doing the right thing at the right time, not second-guessing yourself. Just recently, one of our, as part of People Powered HR, we have weekly Q&A sessions with our members. And one of our members had submitted a question, uh, Kelly is her name, about a termination that she was needing to do. And just like everything, I guess, when you're talking about legislation, it comes down to interpretation. And she had interpreted it one way, which she thought was correct. But by asking the question, is this right? Have I got this right? We could let her know, actually, no, that's not the correct interpretation. This is how you need to approach it to protect your business. Easy. It was a, it was a one-second question and a two-minute answer, and she's on her way, and she'll make sure she's doing it right. So this is not about getting someone to take over the reins for you, but it is about having a go-to resource. Just like you go to your mechanic to get your car sorted or you seek advice from, you know, a legal expert or any kind of expert that you get advice from in your business, HR is no different. And one of the keys to getting control of your HR is to make sure you've got that advice. Because without that advice, firstly, you're second guessing and at best you might get it right. But secondly, the other option is sometimes we then cower away. We stick our head in the sand because we're not sure, we're not confident. And that can cause that trap that I spoke about earlier. And the third key way that you can get in control of your HR is to get across your compliance. I can't overstate the importance of understanding what your obligations are and how you can manage those. The Fair Work Act is not a simple piece of legislation. I'm not going to pretend that it is, nor is it fun reading, just FYI. But you do need to know enough to keep yourself compliant. The fines that the Fair Work Commission hand out are not insignificant. Yes, there are some that are, you know, a few hundred dollars, but there are many that are thousands and thousands of dollars per offence. If you've got 10 staff and there's 10 offences, you can do the maths. You're up there very, very quickly. The ATO is not shy with their fines either and their back payment issues. If there's been an issue with a contractor who should have been an employee, for example. In fact, I had a call with a client yesterday who said, I was talking to a colleague who's got this exact same issue, but she said, don't worry, they won't come after us. We're not big fry enough. And he said, you know what? I'm not prepared to take that risk. So it's about understanding the legislation. Know which award your employees are covered under. Know where to find the information you need in that award. You do not want an underpayment claim on your hands. 
If you haven't been paying leave loading and you've got award covered employees and you don't have individual flexibility agreements in place, that is a very real risk. Many years ago, I was working with a business who paid their staff well above award, but did not have detail in their contracts or an IFA in place to state that they didn't pay leave loading, that they considered that included in the employee's hourly rate, which was fine. All the employees understood it. It just wasn't in writing to protect them. Fast forward five years and an employee who had once been their superstar became very disgruntled. She'd had some personal circumstances go on and became resentful to the workplace and disgruntled and ended up resigning. But what she then did was went to the Fair Work Commission and made an underpayment claim for her leave loading that she hadn't received for the last five years. And then Fair Work went through their business and they had because they didn't have the documents in place, they had to back pay it. That is not something that I want any of you having to experience understand the risks that are in place and make sure your business is protected. I often say to people, your policies are created for your worst case scenario. You don't think you'll ever need to have that detail in there until you do, and then you'll be thankful for it. So get across your compliance. It's just so important. The risks may be low, it may never happen, but the second someone does make that call to fair work or or put in a complaint or make an unfair dismissal claim, you will wish that you had been across your compliance requirements. So they are my three key ways to get in control of your HR. Actively create and cultivate your workplace culture. Create a place people want to work. There is no better way to create a great team. Get expert advice when you need it. Don't feel like you need to do this alone. There is support out there for you and it's not going to cost you the earth. (laughs) And get across your compliance know what you're you know, needing to be compliant with, understand the legislation, the Fair Work Act, the modern award system, and just understand the risks and the fines that happen when you are not compliant with those things. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, if you are listening to this at the time this goes to air, which is on the 23rd of March, for the next week, we are welcoming new businesses into People Powered HR, your one-stop shop to get expert advice as you need it, any time of the day, any day of the week. Ask your questions in our weekly Q&Rs, get access to our portal of resources, templates, guides, checklists, letters, policies, things you can take straight into your business. And of course, the People Powered community, other business owners dealing with the exact same challenges you are, have been there before, will be there in the future to share your stories, ideas, and celebrate your wins with. I would absolutely love for you to join us. It is less than $25 a week. Think about how much you will save in time, energy, headaches, and risk by having this support when you need it. If you're interested, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash HR. That is a wrap for today's episode. I hope that that's been helpful in terms of getting control of your HR. I do really believe that having the right team is the only way that you can have a business that is successful and that gives you the sense of freedom that you need. And having a team means being in control of your HR. Small businesses, and when I say small businesses, those with less than 100 staff generally, they are places that people want to work. There's People don't feel like a number. People feel like part of part of a team, part of a culture, and part of something bigger than them. So getting control of your HR is really key to you being able to attract, retain, and get the most out of those people. So I hope that's been useful for you. I'll be back again next week for a new episode where we have a special guest joining us for an interview. Can't wait to see you then. 